Welcome, Gassers, to this Scout Report episode of Gascast. I'm Tom Metcalf, and today I'm joined by Matt Boozy from Gills in the Blood. Welcome, Matt. Hey, mate, you all right? You good? Yeah, I'm all good. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Good. Um, so, on the 26th of June, uh, Bristol Live reported that we were close to agreeing a deal for out-of-contract Gills captain Max Aimer. Since then, Steve Evans has come out and said that Max wants to stay, and he's confident that he will re-sign. Uh, Matt, what's the latest with all that? Uh, pretty much, as you've said, we've had um, not a lot from our end in terms of coverage of the potential move that broke, like you say, from Bristol Post last week. And as far as we were concerned, being what we were told from a couple of Bristol Rovers fans that were Bristol Post is, you know, super reliable, get their, their deals and details directly from the club. And it was as good a sign. So I was expecting, you know, July the 1st at the absolute latest, pictures of Max on the uh, Bristol Rovers Twitter account with a, a lovely shirt. But nothing's happened and it's gone a bit quiet. But um, there's not been too much from journalists our end in terms of our local newspaper. Um, generally, what they've said is similar to what Steve Evans has come out and said, and Paul Rayner. Paul Rayner's done an interview for the YouTube channel for the club. Steve Evans has been on local radio and said everyone seems pretty relaxed about it. It doesn't seem to be as much urgency as our end as there was from your fans who thought it was, you know, signed, sealed and delivered. But um, I think like most teams, we're waiting for the start date confirmation. I've seen a couple of bits floating around on Twitter that there's two dates potentially. I think one's the end of August and one's the 12th of September. And as soon as we get them, I think we will offer Max and other players concrete deals. Um, obviously yeah, we're having to like... work on different budgets for different scenarios whether there's no fans whether there's some fans and until then I think everyone's just sitting a bit tight yeah that was it that was the reason kind of we were linked so heavily is that he was out of contract he hadn't been offered a contract to now um, until um, you guys can well every club can kind of sort out when they're playing and mm-hmm. Gillingham just couldn't offer anything until they knew so it seemed like we're just being a bit opportunist, opportunistic but um just moving on to, to him as a player, he's he's 28, he's in his prime, he's obviously the captain, uh, six foot two, German, um, built like the proverbial. Um, he looks like an ideal replacement for us because um, we've lost Tony Craig, um, who's 35 um, and just tons and bags of experience. Um, what kind of what kind of player is he? Um, if you'd asked me probably two years ago, I'd have said he's your stereotypical modern-day centre-back that thinks he can play and um, probably thinks he can play primarily before he has to defend. But I think Gabriel Zaquani joining a couple of summers ago helped Max immensely. And he's, def- he's credited Gabby publicly a few times and said that Gabby taught him how to be a defender first and then do the other bits afterwards. And he's become a better, more rounded centre-back for that experience. And obviously then Gab's left and dropped into non-league, I think. And... Uh, Max has taken over the armband. He had it three seasons ago, I think, when A.D. Pennock took over. That was a, a wonderful spell for the football club. And um, he didn't want it. And he's come out and said that. We interviewed him for our channel the end of that season when we stayed up on the final day at Northampton. He said he didn't want it. He wasn't ready for it. He was good mates with the person that was captain at the time, which was Josh Wright. They were roommates. And it just didn't sit well with him. But I think now with another three years' experience, he's not, you know, your own your old school Tony Adams type who's going to shout and bellow and point fingers and, you know, get in everyone's faces. I think the game's changed a little bit from them days anyway. You still get the odd one, but 
he's been brilliant alongside Jack Tucker at the heart of our defence. And I think plenty of people have said it's his best campaign by some distance for us. I mean, he came in initially on loan in 2014-15 when Peter Taylor was in charge and and then when Justin Edinburgh, the late Justin Edinburgh, took over in the new year and we finished 12th and he'd done really well. We signed him on a two or three year deal that summer and he was in and out of the side, I think, that season when we finished ninth and we really threatened to get in a championship up until about January when we lost at Wigan after chucking away a two-goal lead. And But yeah, he's been, he's been a big part of the club now for for five years and he's been part of the good times which was probably them two seasons and he was part of the team that wasn't so good 2016 through to probably this season um, but I think as a player he's a lot better now he learns when he can play he's got two good feet don't get me wrong he can pick a pass if he wants he's a threat in the other box he's decent in the air talks to them next to him like I say he's not you know a massive shouter we don't sort of get that idea from watching him in games but I think he's developed into a really good captain. And like you say, at 28 years of age, he's, he's only going to start keep getting better at the moment, you'd imagine, if he keeps himself fit and out of trouble in terms of suspensions and stuff like that. And if, and it's a bigger if now than it was last Friday, if you do get him, you've got yourself a very good centre-half at this level. But I'm a little bit more confident we keep him now than I was six and a half days ago. Yeah, the stuff <laughs> Evans coming out has just killed it for me, I think. I just I don't know why he'd come out and say all that if he's not going to stay. But you never know. Football's an odd, odd sport. It is. It? Yeah, I'm always one of them that I believe it when he stood there with a shirt and a scarf, and that goes for outgoings and also new signings for us as well. Because yeah. I've been bitten too many times as a football fan that you think we're going to sign someone and it it gets uh, you know vetoed by another club at the last minute. Yeah, that's happened to us many times. Um, you've listed kind of a lot of his strengths there. What what are his weaknesses? Um. I think probably the main one would be, because I know I was speaking to, it might have been you guys or Harley, I think it was, on Twitter, because I had about three Bristol Rovers fans DM me last Friday, oh, what's the deal with Max Aver? How good is he sort of thing? And I was like, whoa, whoa, what's happening here? But someone mentioned me, I can't remember if it was yourself, but said he'd be, he'd be a good replacement for one of your defenders in part of a back three slash back five. But I always think Max is better in a pair. I think he's played back five for us a few times and he's played from the side of the three. Um, and if one thing I would say, he's not slow by any means, but he's not out and out quick. Um, I think his positional sense and reading of the game gets him out of trouble. Um, but I think if you were to play him in a back three, you'd have to play him as, as the middle one with maybe quicker centre-halves either side. Um, that's not to say he couldn't do it. Like I say, when he did it, it was a couple of seasons ago. He's a better player now. Um, but I think you get the best out of Max Amar when he's playing in a back four where he can talk to his full-back, talk to his centre-half, and then leave the other centre-half to talk to the left-back. Um, in that system, then he, you, as a back four, you get protection from probably a natural central defensive midfielder or two in a pivot if you're playing a 4-2-3-1. Um, but like I say, we play a diamond predominantly, so he gets protection. Last season, it was Alfie Jones who was brilliant. He came in initially as a centre-half himself, but ended up playing holding midfield and was very good at it for a kid of 21, 22. Um, I'd love to get him back, but I think he might go higher up if uh, Southampton let him out on loan again. But you never know, Steve Evans might work some magic. But that would probably be the one glaring one, is he lacks a little bit of pace. Um, does like to hold shirts in the box as well when defending corners. We've noticed that plenty of times um, when we're doing our like, match day lives and that. And he likes to have a sly tug and, on you know the back of people. He, he tends to get away with it quite a lot, luckily. But it's, it's one thing that, 
I think it's just become habit and we notice it and I think we probably notice he's doing it more than he even notices he's doing it but it's, it's one of them as a defender where you want to get touch tight but he's a bit grabby and a bit too touch tight at times and we're sort of sitting there holding our breath in the, in the rain and then thinking oh the referee's going to spot it and give away a pen but based on last season there's not many weaknesses and you know I'm going to bump the price up and the value up as much as I can <laughs> Absolutely um kind of yeah a few of those bits were just basically he sounds like a bit of a younger Tony Craig the outgoing Tony Craig he's not the most mobile um, but uses positioning and definitely the dark arts the amount of times he's been running back with someone and they mysteriously fall over it's absolutely amazing he's just got a knack for getting away with it Um, one thing that actually Tony Craig was amazing for Rovers for was his leadership Um, and he is very much the shout in um shouting type and the thunderous tackles kind of guy doesn't sound yeah. like max is at all like that is he more of a lead by example no kind of... i would say that he's probably the complete opposite of that in terms of a captain um like i say talks to those that are next to him talks to the midfielders immediately in front of him but then i'd imagine lets the midfielders in front of him then talk to the players further up the pitch because we've got stuart o'keefe generally his captain material. We had Barry Fuller at right back last season. You know, like Benjamin Button just seems to get better with age. Um, But no, I don't think he'll be anything like that in terms of being as loud, bellowing, as in your face. He's not that type of player. Never has been. And I I wouldn't want him to change and try and be something that he's not because I I think it would then affect his game. But what you get from Max is organisation, 100%. I think he missed... Well, technically, he played every minute of every game last season. But that's because he dislocated his shoulder in the last home game before everything got shut down against Wimbledon and we'd already used our sub. So he technically went off for the last 20 minutes, but because we didn't make a substitution, the rules state that he was still on the pitch. So he doesn't miss many games. So in terms of fitness, in terms of suspensions, he doesn't miss a lot of football. Um, I'm trying to think, I think he has been sent off in his time with us, but probably only once or twice, absolute tops. Um, but yeah, I think the only the only thing last season, like I say, in the league definitely was this dislocated shoulder and that came in the final home game. So that was the second to last game that we played. And he was back, he played the week after. So he doesn't let that type of thing affect him. Popped it back in, rested it for a week and then was out leading us at the Stadium of Light seven days later. So if that's, that probably tells you a bit about his character and, and that type of thing. And he's a family man, he's got two kids. So level-headed, wouldn't put him down as, you know, being out on the town and having the wrong attitude. He's, he, I think he's at home most of the time with the missus and looking after his little ones and stuff like that. So in terms of a character and a player, I think he's pretty much spot on. Yeah, he's certainly bumping yeah. the value up. Um, well, the wages, because we can't get anything for him if he can't. Oh, yeah, there is that. Yeah. <laughs> I should have just come on and said he's absolute rubbish, shouldn't I? But... <laughs> no, I mean, he, he sounds like he ticks all the boxes for for what we need right now is just if uh, if it actually materialises uh, it sounds like it'd be absolutely amazing um, well that's all we've got time for today um, thank you very much Matt um, best, of luck, best of luck for the rest of the season obviously, uh, for next season sorry we're all ended so um, that, thank you for listeners always good to thank people who take out their time to, to listen to us waffling on and um, just leaves me to say up the gas 